Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright, so in today's episode, I'm basically going to be um, talking um, a lot about the uh, Celtics-Warriors game last night. Hopefully we can get to the Raptors-Rockets game. So if you checked out my last episode, I said I'd make a Celtics and Lakers blame pie, and I made it. Also, last episode, I'm sorry, the audio cut out for the end of the episode. And basically, I was just talking about um, DK Metcalf. So hopefully I can kind of like make that up. I'm sorry I didn't uh, recognize that happened. Uh, it's not really something you can recognize. It just happened, and I published it and then went back and checked it. Um, I forgot to check it before, so I'm sorry about that, and uh, hopefully you can get back to that. And I also want to do some future episodes on some more football because of uh, the whole free agent. There's a lot of stuff going on, so hopefully you can get to that. But for today, we're going to be talking a lot about the Warriors-Celtics games, the blame pies I made, and hopefully you can get to that Raptors-Rockets game. So, yeah, let's get to it. So, I'll start out with the um, blame pie. So, I'm basically going to just start out by talking a little bit more about the Lakers and the Lakers blame pie. So I'm going to say it. If you listen to my future episodes and even have known me before I even started making these podcasts throughout the whole season, I've stuck with the Lakers and said, don't worry, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm admitting it. I was wrong. They're probably not going to make it anymore. I said in future uh, episodes in the past, I've lost faith in the Lakers, but I'm still going to stick with them. And then I think last episode, I believe I recall saying I, uh, I don't think their odds are too great anymore. Their odds, um, if I were to bet between them making the playoffs or them getting a top three pick, I'm going to bet that they get a top three pick. Um, And I really don't want to bet on either one, but they're not making the playoffs. But I'm not going to shy away that I did. Um, I'm not going to back down from the fact that I did predict them go through the playoffs the whole year, but I've given up on the Lakers. So we'll do our Lakers blame pie. I think – We'll start out. So this is out of 100%, um, and we're starting with the Lakers' blame pie. So the per, the most blame for the Lakers' um, disappointing season has to be their front office, Magic Johnson. 45% of the blame. Now, the reason for this is, one, they lack to get a good group around LeBron James. They um, couldn't. They should have seen, you know, what's going to be a good fit for LeBron. Can we get something for help? Instead, they settled, you know, Kyle Kuzma will be a nice second option. Kyle Kuzma's not a bad young player, but they didn't do enough to really get him help. They got Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and JaVale McGee. They they signed these kind of, like, cheap, you know, known guys. Like, those are all, like, three known guys, but they're not really that good. How much are they going to help you? Um... And Lance Stevenson's been disappointing this season. Um, and they have done things. The Anthony Davis thing's a big part of it. So part one is not getting LeBron enough help in the offseason and realizing this wasn't really going to work. You should have done something a little bigger, a little better. Number two was the Anthony Davis um, stuff. They leaked all these trades. It ruined chemistry. It cost you a few games. And... Although I think it might not be hurting you as much now, it cost you a few games at a big crucial point at the trade deadline in crucial games that you had to start really winning, and that was at a horrible time. They did a horrible job um, dealing with that. Number three, the Ivica Zubac trade. They gave up Beasley and Zubac 
for Mike Muscala. Now, obviously, this isn't a huge thing. I love Zubach, so I obviously have been talking about this trade and how bad it was. I'm not saying it ruined their playoff odds, but it didn't help. What were they thinking? I feel like this was a move to try to, I've said it, cover up all the Anthony Davis stuff, and it just made things worse. The only real good move they made was the Reggie Bullock trade. I feel like although they have way too many forwards with Ingram, Kuzma, James, arguably the three best players all forwards, Lance Stevenson, now Reggie Bullock. I know Bullock can play shooting guard. LeBron, he can play power forward. So can Kyle Kuzma. You know, I guess Lance can play shooting guard. So these guys can play different positions. But they're just a little too crowded there, and they got more. But I think Bullock was a nice addition. That wasn't a bad trade. But all the rest of them, so those are three main things that give them 45% of the blame. Um, Getting the second most blame is Luke Walton. Now, a lot of people would say it's the other Lakers players or whatever. I think there are all these things, but Luke Walton should have been fired. He's done a horrible job with this team. Now, I know as an NBA coach in today's NBA, if you can manage egos, you're you're pretty all, you're all set. You can give a nice motivational speech and manage some egos, keep the guys happy. That's basically all you need to do. Um, I feel like it's not really an ego thing with him. He's just he's not putting the right guys on the court at the right time. If you if a player's having a good game, he's sitting in the final minutes. He's been one of the worst coaches this year, and I think it goes a little farther. It's just simple tasks he can't get done. It seems like the Celtics when they face a bottom 10 team in the league. Um, and I really, um, don't know what's going on with Luke Walton, like why he's making these decisions, but he is. This team should be in the playoffs and we can all turn to LeBron, but LeBron's had a good season throughout as well as an injury, which we're going to get to in a minute, but Luke Walton has not done a good job with this team. He deserves 20% of the blame. So that is 40, front office 45%, Luke Walton 20%, which is 65%, leaving us with 35% of the blame pie left for the Lakers. And third, coming tied for third, is injuries at 15%. Now, injuries, um, specifically uh, LeBron James missing a month, might have cost them a few games. Lonzo Ball's injuries cost them. And um, Kyle Kuzma has is injured now and I think he missed a few games um so there have been injuries with this team I'm not gonna hide that I think without some of these injuries maybe they are a playoff team especially to LeBron Lonzo uh in the key type those two have missed um Lonzo's a very underrated piece for this team um especially on the defensive end of the court, because I think this team lacks good defense. They're not a very good defensive team, and Lonzo's, I think, their best defender. Um, Some of you want to argue it's LeBron, but I think it's Lonzo. Now, 15%, this was tough, because I was just like, do we add injuries or not? But I decided yes. You know, with the Celtics, it's a little different, because the Gordon Hayward injury happened in the past, so it's weird, but I had to add injuries, I was just like, it, it's just necessary, I think injuries are part of the blame, and injuries, though, are something that's gonna happen, you know, it's very hard to stay, everyone to stay healthy, injuries are gonna happen, and it's gotta be next guy up, but the injuries have hurt him, I'm not gonna lie, so 15%, 
the Lakers players except LeBron are also getting 15% here. So besides LeBron, every other player gets 15%, not individually, but the whole group itself. Hasn't really done a great job helping them. Not everyone, okay? I think overall, most of the blame here has to be Luke Walton, the front office, and some of these injuries. The players are getting the least blame here. Uh, Well, second to least technically, but the bigger blame goes to their front office, Luke Walton, and injuries. Well, technically injuries in every player except LeBron is tied. But that's crazy. But this team, overall, his help has not been great. We can't hide that, despite the bad front office and they ruined some chemistry there. His help hasn't been great. Like, I'm not saying Kyle Kuzma has been bad or anything, but overall as a group... They haven't been a, done an amazing job helping LeBron, so they're going to get 15% of the blame. And then the remaining 5% is going to LeBron. LeBron does not deserve much blame here. Some people think he does. The thing is, he could have covered up the Anthony Davis stuff more and lit a fire a little better under these young guys. But overall, I think he's done a pretty good job with this team. He earns a very small 5% uh, of the blame here. And... A little bit because people expected him to make the uh, playoffs, but he doesn't deserve much blame here. Just a little for a few things that have happened. And overall, LeBron just doesn't deserve much blame. So, recap of the Lakers' blame by their front office deserves 45%, Luke Walton 20%, injuries 15%, Lakers players except LeBron 15%, and LeBron gets the remaining 5%. So that's my Lakers' blame pie. So now we'll flip it over to the Celtics, who uh, got a win against the Warriors yesterday yesterday at Oracle, and we're going to get to that after. But Celtics' blame pie, the biggest piece, the biggest piece, Kyrie Irving. Some people disagree. This one was harder to make. I feel like the Lakers are more clear because the Celtics, they're a five seed. Things have been changing. The reasons have been changing with them. One night it's one night's the young guys. Another night it's because Gordon Hayward didn't step up. Another night. It's always something different. So it's hard to assess. This one was harder to make. But Kyrie Irving gets 40% of the blame. He has not done a good job leading this team. Okay? He's been throwing young guys under the bus for not great reasons. If he steps up as a leader, these might not be problems. He's just done a bad job. And again, I'm not saying he deserves all the blame here because I think if some of these other guys, like the young guys, created the situation better, you know, this wouldn't be as much of a problem. So it's really a mix. Um, But Kyrie should get most of the blame because he hasn't stepped up as a leader. He has been super unenthusiastic about the situation, and he hasn't really tried to make it better. He's been throwing teammates under the bus. It's all about Kyrie. And I'm not a huge fan of him, really, at the moment. Um, Isaiah Thomas is still my favorite player. I'm still saying that since I'm a Celtics fan. Isaiah did so much for the organization I was just like, well, Kyrie's my favorite current player on the Celtics. It was Hayward, now it's Kyrie. Now I don't even know who it is because I'm just mad at the whole team. I still am after that Warriors game. But I'm living in the moment. I'm happy at the moment, but I'm not sure how it's going to continue. Kyrie, you get 40% of the blame. I think it's, you know, I don't want to explain this too much because I think you guys get the point. You guys are probably smart um, and, you know, know about this whole Celtics and Lakers thing. So, I don't need to explain too much to you guys, because you guys are smart. And I'm sure you know all about this. Um, so, that's 40% for Kyrie. The young guys get 25%. 
the young guys being guys like Tatum, Brown, uh, Rozier is a big one. Um, they just are playing too big of a role. And I don't blame them here for this reason. Last season in the playoffs, they played big roles. So they expected for their role to be expanded on. So the role they played last season, they expected that to be expanded on. Instead, they're being asked to step down for that role, which is a very tough thing, especially for young and experienced players that have never had to do this before, that have always been at the top of the world or felt like it, especially at the moment. So it isn't exactly their fault that, you know, they had nothing to lose and, Last season went on a run. Good job, but it's coming back to bite them. These young guys have to step down if they want to win. They have to step up a little as leaders, which I don't think – I think that's more of a Kyrie Irving thing. But, um, yeah, um, really, these young guys, they just, they just need to step down. If they really want to win and really, you know, want to mesh as a group, that's what they have to do. They have to step down and – you got to make Kyrie a little happy. It's just how it has to be. So the young guys get 25%. Gordon Hayward gets 25%, which could be a little harsh, and I'm starting to think it might be a little too much. I might readjust this at the end. But Gordon Hayward, because he hasn't been what people thought. And the thing is here, it's hard to really blame him because he came, he's coming off a major injury, and but he's, he's super inconsistent. He hasn't deserved the minutes he's got. Okay, he just had a 30-point game, great game for Hayward last night, but he gets too many minutes, which is taking away minutes from someone else like Jalen Brown, who deserves them. He hasn't been the star that the Celtics thought. Um, if he's playing like they expected him to, this team's been way better. When Hayward plays good, this team plays good. Kyrie's happier. So I think overall, even if just Hayward was just healthy and came back, perfectly fine, like we expected him to, and did things like he did last night, this Celtics team might be, like, almost no problem. We might hear little things in the locker room between the young guys and Kyrie, but not as much at all, because winning can cure some of this stuff, or at least be a medicine for it, in a way. Um, and Hayward, I mean, 25% might be a little too much just because of the injury, and I kind of want to bring this down to 20% and give, like, 5% of the blame to guys like Marcus Morris and Hal Horford um, for not stepping up as, you know, kind of secondary leaders behind Kyrie or just stepping up as a leader in general. So I might do that. Hayward, 25%, but I might change that to 20% and then give guys like Marcus Morris and Hal Horford 5%. So Kyrie gets 40%, the young guys get 25%, and then I think Hayward's just going to get 20%. I'll get 5% to Marcus Morris, Al Horford, those guys, maybe Marcus Smart too, just because they need to step up a little more as leaders and stop saying this stuff to the media and say it to their teammates. The remaining 10% goes to Brad Stevens. Being a coach is hard in the NBA. He knows the X's and O's. I really think he's a good coach, and I'm not knocking him. I don't think he's a huge part of the problem, but he should do a little bit of a better job for guys like Kyrie and do a little better in the locker room and getting these guys to come together as a team. Um, you're not going to always say the um, right thing to these guys. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to say the wrong thing. You can't read their mind and what's the best thing to tell them at the moment. Sometimes you're going to, you know, say the wrong thing to them. You're not going to push every correct button, but he should try to make Kyrie a little happier. The star is really where it all starts and ends. 
he need he has not done a good job managing Kyrie's ego, which is really where this all starts. And bringing this team together as a group, that's where he gets his ten percent. So that's why is because he needs to do a better job bringing this team together as one rather than you know. Oh, we got the young guys over there. We got Kyrie and Gordon Hayward over there. We got Al Horford and Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart over there. And they're all, it's like three teams on one. They're all going against each other in different forces. So bring them together as a team, manage Kyrie's ego better. I'm not saying you have to push every correct button. It's not really the problem here. So that's my Celtics and Lakers blame pie. Uh, I want to do more stuff like this. That was fun. Um, um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, um, but mine might be a little different than yours. You can use the Anchor, uh, the Anchor mobile app and send in your blame pie if you want, or send in anything, any list you want me to do. I've been saying that. Um, so now we're going to get to the Lakers-Warriors game. The Celtics, who are 1-5 since the break, beat the Warriors and, and Oracle 128-95. to the Celtics are 3-2 and two since the 2014-2015 season at the Oracle Arena. 3-2. and two. People now all of a sudden are just saying, what, what, what do you mean the Celtics? The Celtics won a game! Um, I mean, I'm being serious here. They had a good game last night, I'm not knocking that. But you had to watch the game, and for a Celtics fan, that was the most exciting game I've seen in a while. Brad Stevens said Monday... Um, in practice Tuesday in the walkthrough, these guys, he said there was a really good vibe and the best they've had in a while uh, at the game. You saw Kyrie smiling. The bench was really getting into it. And Brad Stevens said even before the game, uh, they had a six-hour flight to Golden State. Um, and the guys were really um, coming together as a team. That's great to hear, but how do they follow that up? Brad Stevens has even said, you know, after a good game, I want to see how these guys react and just move on and, you know, celebrate the win a little, but then move on um, to the next game and uh, leave that one behind them and focus on the task at hand. This team has not done a good job at doing that, and I agree. Last night, almost everyone really had a good game. I mean, it's hard to really say because, like, Horford didn't only put out, like, five points, but... I don't even care. We just got a great win against the Warriors. The Warriors have been exposed a little. And I think the Warriors' chances of winning the championship have been dipping a little. It's hard to, you know, say that they're not going to win, but I think there's actually a chance. I've been saying no way, but there's a chance. I think there's a chance that the NBA gods are going to be like, you know what? This is unfair. We're going to have someone else win somehow. I'm not betting money on it by any means, but I think there's actually a possible chance that there's an an upset, whether that's in the finals or the Western Conference um, finals. But it's not going to happen in the first or second round. It's going to happen either the Rockets or the Thunder are going to make it happen in the Western Conference finals. Or in the Eastern Con- in the championship, we see maybe a team like the Raptors or Celtics. I don't think the Sixers can do it, and I'm not even sure the Bucks can do it. Uh, I'd bet money that it's either the Celtics or the Raptors who played well against them, and I really think they uh, those teams maybe have the best shot. It's hard to bet money the Celtics the way they play, but they play good against the Warriors and those good teams. Hayward, great great game last night, but I want to see that consistently those you know those 20 30 point games from Hayward 
we haven't really seen. And it's clear that here's the thing that they have to do. If Hayward's healthy and having a good game, he gets minutes. If he's putting up those five-point games or the two three-point games, he's sitting on the bench. It's going to vary night to night. Some games, some nights he's going to be out there in the final few minutes of a close game, having a good game. Some games, he should not even play in the fourth quarter. Or should just start the fourth quarter or something. It's just going to vary night to night. And they have to manage that and realize that, yeah, sure, you want to give him minutes so he keeps getting healthier and healthier and he's going to be worth that $30 million we're paying him. And you want him to keep getting healthier and come back as soon as possible. But you're taking minutes away from some of these young guys who are trying to develop and get out there and play too. Jalen Brown, before this game, Deserves more minutes than Gordon Hayward. Like going into last night, he deserved more minutes. I'm not sure after tonight because Gordon Hayward's your player of the game. Uh, Kyrie, listen, Kyrie did a good game, 19 points, 11 assists. Hayward was your player of the game last night. I'm just giving him a little round of applause. Oh, so you won 128.95. Here's the thing though: the Warriors played horrendous last night. Clay Thompson didn't play. Um. The Warriors bench was pretty bad, but that's kind of whatever. Um, but KD didn't shoot very well, uh, very efficient last night, despite 18 points. DeMarcus Cousins didn't do a ton either. Thank you, Al Horford. Al Horford didn't put up great offensive stats or rebounding stats, but he played good defense on uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins got two te- uh, a tech, or I think he got two techs for that thing that he did to Terry Rozier. I'm pretty sure he got kicked out for that, if I remember. Um Curry was their best player with 23 points. Who didn't have a bad night, but overall the Warriors didn't play good last night. It's what I hate. Celtics fans think cuz cuz we're Celtics fans. That's how that's how it is. Woo! We won a game. We beat the Warriors. Everything's okay. No, it's not. The Warriors frankly didn't even play that good last night. They really didn't. They didn't play good. And I'm not going to sit here and say one game means the Celtics are okay. Because that's not the case at all. This team seems to do better in these big games. Um, And I am happy as a Celtics fan because it sounds like great things because we just beat the uh, Warriors by 33 points in Oracle. We have, we're one in five, so I'm living in the moment and I'm happy. But I'm not sure how their next game's gonna go. Let's see. Their next game. Their next game is tonight, 10 p.m. against the Kings. How do they do that? How do they do tonight? Do they go out there and they're still talking about the Warriors game, and then all of a sudden get shown up by 15, 20 points to the Kings, and Kyrie goes to the media? <sighs> What happened tonight, Kyrie? I don't know. I guess the Kings played better than us. Is that how it's going to be? Is it just going to be like one night? It's just like Christmas Day. You know? You, um... You know, maybe it's like a Christmas Day where you, you get together with your cousins that you don't like and then all of a sudden you like them that day because you got the toy you wanted. You got the win you wanted. You see where I'm coming from. And then the next day, it's back... Yeah, they play better than us. I'm going to New York next season. Ask me July 1st. I don't know. I Listen, I want to stay optimistic here that, that we won. We won against the Warriors. And, you know, 
all of this and that the team seemed happy and Kyrie seemed actually happy to be in Boston for the first time in three months. He, you know, I saw him smile yesterday. It's like seeing Bill Belichick smile. Okay? So I'm excited that they did that, but is it going to continue? Or is this just a one-game thing? Because this has happened before. The team gets a nice win, and then the next three games, all right, well, if you can do this against the Warriors or you can do this against the Raptors, then you can go do that against the the Magic and then the Bulls and then the Cavs. No, we go like one and two in the three games, and it's back to square one. This is how this team is. They can't finish uh, – can't um, – Focus on simple tasks. They don't have a leader. And it's up and down. It's a roller coaster. Right now, we're up high. But after tonight's game against the Kings, we can be back down again. It. Who knows? I think this uh, road trip's really going to help them. Um, I really do think it will. I think the team chemistry is going to get better, and people are going to gain faith in the Celtics a little bit after this road trip. I think it's going to help them, and people are going to gain faith in them a little bit again. But I'm not sure we can all be sold that they're back, you know, they're okay again. A-okay. One bad thing, and this team could crumble back down. Um, people have been saying in the locker room that no one even talks. It's just dead silent. So I don't know. I want to know how it was against the Warriors last night, whether they were happy. I, want, I think this team's starting to come back together as a team. Possibly. But we, we won one game. Celtics fans, yippee, we won. We, we beat the Warriors. That Warriors team, they were not the Warriors last night. I'm sorry. I'm not knocking the fact that we just beat the Warriors. Klay Thompson didn't play, and that was arguably the worst Warriors I've seen all season. And they have came a little vulnerable down the stretch. They have not been great, have the Warriors been this little stretch. But <sighs> Celtics fans are a little too optimistic about this win. And so are other people thinking... Are the Celtics favorites to win the East again? It's one game. It's one game where I said the Warriors didn't even play that good last night. One game where Gordon Hayward actually played good. Tonight, Gordon Hayward could show up to the game and score four points. You never know. Tonight, all of a sudden, we could be going back then. Gordon Hayward doesn't have a good game. All of a sudden, it's just... Things can easily change. And same thing with the Kyrie thing. Things can easily change. When we start winning, Kyrie might want to stay. That's how things can change in basketball. Either way. So, I'm not being one of those optimistic Celtics fans that are going around saying, Woo! We beat the Warriors! We're, we're the favorites to win the East again. We're going to be a-okay. The team's really coming together. Because we won one game, and I know it was against the Warriors, but as I said, I said it. The Warriors didn't even play that good last night. So, I'm going to be optimistic in the moment that we actually just won a game because it hasn't happened much down the stretch. We beat the Washington Wizards in the past six games. So, now this was the seventh game since the All-Star break, and we're now 2-5, we're now and five, guys. We're still... You're struggling. I'm not going to take this one win. And we might have been clicking tonight, but who knows? Maybe tomorrow night. Listen, I think this is a bit of a turn for the Celtics. And I think they're going to take a little bit of a turn. And during playoff time, they're going to be better than they were a few nights ago. But I'm, I don't think they're the favorites to win the East again because of this one game. No. All right, quickly, uh, we're going to get to the... Uh, 
the uh, Raptors-Rockets uh, game. Let's just say, last night's game, nice win for the Rockets. Uh, James Harden, Gerald Green. Chris Paul really didn't do much besides his 10 assists. Uh, Chris Paul playing his unselfish basketball. But let me just say, Kawhi carried the team last night. Not just not offensively, not exactly. He scored 26 points was the team high, but last night the Raptors struggled so much when he's off the court, and we're actually good when he's on the court. He went 36 minutes. They really only could find their rhythm when he was on the court, which scares you a little if you're a Raptors fan and still think you guys can contend next year without Kawhi somehow, I guess. I don't know, or something. I'm not even sure they even think that, but... They really did struggle without Kawhi, and Pascal had a solid game on the board, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Lowry really didn't have a great game. Danny Green was solid. Uh, overall, just it was an eh performance for the Raptors. But they did come back um, a little bit. Third quarter was great for the Toronto Raptors. 34-14. to 14. They outscored the Rockets by 20 points in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, Kawhi doesn't start the fourth quarter, and the Rockets go on an 11-2 run. And the Rockets, honestly, kind of manhandled you. You came back in that game in the third quarter. You sit Kawhi to start the fourth quarter. Just like that, snap of the fingers, 11-2 run for the Rockets, and they really um, pretty much closed it out there. But... Uh, you can't rely. I'm just sure it was just one on-off night for the Raptors. They didn't even play horrible. They didn't play great though. The I think 10795 is too close. They only really played good in the third quarter. 19 points in the first quarter, 18 in the second, 24 in the fourth, 34 in the third quarter. The third quarter is where they got uh, over a third of their points in one quarter. So yeah, that's just a quick uh, take on that. So basically. A lot of what we talked about today was the Celtics and the Lakers. We did those blame pies. So, again, Anchor uh, mobile app. If you want to send anything in that you want me to do, if you want to send in your blame pies, I'll, I'll definitely take a look at those and share them. So, uh, I want to get more of uh, the franchise tag, the whole Landon Collins thing, the Josh Rosen thing, uh, the Kyla Murray. Hopefully, you can do DK Metcalf again. So, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you next episode.